important point of the game. To Julius. Puts up a three. Time for Bearcat Blitz, a opening part of the week episode on the Believe Network. We love being here with you all, and we love being on Bally Sports. Ohio. This is the late edition of the show for people watching on Bally Sports Ohio. A lot of fun coming your way over the next 20 to 25 minutes or so. We have an interview with UC forward Odio Guama. The Bearcats going through the back half of their Big 12 schedule now hunting for that first NCAA tournament berth this gate for the program. We'll talk to Odie about all that to start the show, and then we will get into the Chiefs. They win it all. The big, big victory for Travis Kelsey. He has been to the Super Bowl the most of any Bearcats to ever play in the NFL, and he now has the most Super Bowl titles definitively of any Bearcat to ever play. We'll touch on that big victory for Kansas City in the end of the Kelsey kind of the year of the Kelsey's essentially, which that's what the 2024 football season, 2023 football season in the NFL was. And then the over-unders for Cincinnati football are posted. Their win total on FanDuel Sportsbook. Five and a half is the mark to clear. And that's, I think, the definitive bar to clear for everybody looking at this program. Neil and I will break all that down to close the show. But first, I want to tell you all about Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here where we are starting up Bearcat Blitz. I am, of course, your host, Russ Heltman. He is my co-host, Neil Meyer. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review there. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel to catch the shows visually there as well. Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. Neil, let's go ahead and bring him in. UC forward Odie Oguama. Odie, thank you so much for taking the time this week to, uh, to, come, to come on the show, my man. And uh, we'll have you on. No doubt, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thanks for coming on, Odie. So, Odie, you guys obviously are going through the physicality, the tough nature of the Big 12, and you have a new new reinforcement that came into the fold uh, just, the, just in the past week or so in C.J. Frederick. What was it like getting him back? just on the practice floor and you guys a whole team for the first time really all season outside of the Dayton game. I mean, I don't see how you look at it at anything other than a plus being that CJ provides great shooting. Uh, and I'm not sure if many fans know this about CJ either, but he's actually a pretty good defender too. Uh, coach coach does like raise and everything after, after, like after each game. And CJ's like one of the guys, at least when he was playing, one of the guys who, always had like positive defensive grades. So, I mean, nothing but a plus coming into this last stretch of the season. Yeah. And then Odie, just talk about this transition to the big 12 a little bit and what this season has been like, obviously the first month or so of conference play was a true gauntlet for you guys, but just talk about this transition and what this process has been like for you guys. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, we've been, uh, I think it's been 
it's been a new experience for everybody uh, across the board, you know, just new pieces, new pieces coming on the team, uh, establishing a new team into such a, uh, like a powerful and dominant conference being in big 12, you know, like you said, we're playing against physical teams, night in, night out. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's a challenge that everyone's done a good, like done their part and done a good job um, embracing and approaching. Um, clearly, no, we're not, we're not exactly where we want to be. Uh, I, I think personally, and I mean, everyone else could, could definitely see it. I think this team's definitely a lot better than our record shows and may have dropped a couple, but you know, I, I I have faith and I'm confident in uh, just our ability to finish out strong and, and whatnot. Odie, what's the key to you guys kind of just keeping that nose to the grindstone mentality of thinking like, man, we're, we're, we got a losing record right now in conference, but we're playing teams really tight. I don't know what the status is right now, but going into the Houston game, you guys were one of just 17 teams in the country to have a positive point differential total in conference play, but to ha but have a losing record just because of all of this, the close losses you guys have had only one there loss. All, yeah. Like one loss all season, Odie outside of five points. And that was that Dayton game. Is it tough for you guys to kind of stick to that for two, that fortitude, that stick to itiveness, or is it kind of just, we've seen the ceiling that we can be as a team. It's just about, us having our full reinforcements, our full strength together now with CJ in the fold and being able to put it together in time before the end of the season. I'd say it's just that. It's really uh, understanding that throughout the whole season, um, we we may have not had everybody on board, you know. Of course, uh, in the non-con, you know, we didn't have Aziz, uh, Jamil, you know, both of them at the same time. Uh, Freddie was going through a couple injuries. CMOS as well as going through injuries. So, I mean, We've always had that thought in our head that we, we we don't have our whole unit. We don't have anyone up to strength. Uh, you know, Vic was just sick the past past week and, and stuff. So, you know, he's still recovering and everything. But we still have that mentality that we know we can be. We are a good team. Not we can be, but we are a good team. And we, we, we still keep that positive mindset no matter what, you know, no matter, you know, the losses, uh, the other stuff going on with with injuries and being sick you know we, we always had that positive mindset going into practice and games that we can compete with anybody within the conference yeah Odie so obviously this season has been a season of news for you embracing a new role obviously with the addition of the front court there with Aziz, Jamil, Vic, yourself, Sage as well in that mm -hmm. front court just talk about what this process has been like and what's it like to have those caliber of players surrounding you guys there in the front court yeah you know it's definitely different it's definitely different and um i'd say though um it it's not necessarily to me at least it's not necessarily like shocking i mean i knew you know back in the summer when when uh guys were signing and, and uh coming to cincinnati that you know i, I knew like my role may not be the same as, as it was in previous years or, you know, just last season at all in general. But uh, I always just kept a positive mindset and, and frame going into it, being that regardless of the situation, regardless of my, uh, the role that I may be placed in, I'm going to want to do whatever it is to, to help the team win. So, you know, in practice, I make sure I'm at least one of the guys who's always ready to go. You know, I'm always ready to go in practice. I'm always ready to go. And my name's called whether it's, you know, in the game, split second, split minute, I'm always going to be ready to go no matter no matter what. So I just always try to keep myself prepared for the, for the situation at any given moment. 
UC forward Odio Guama joining us on Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Seltman. He is Neil Meyer catching us on Bally Sports. This is one of our Bally shows or on Talking Catch with Russ Seltman, plus all of the podcast mediums as well. So, Odie, when we just look at the improvement defensively that you as a part of this program for the past three years have been able to experience and see firsthand going from a top 80 defense efficiency-wise on Kempom to a top 55 defense efficiency-wise on Kempom to now a top 20 defense sitting right there at 20th on the current efficiency rankings on Kempom defensively. What do you think has been the biggest reason why that defensive improvement has steadily happened each year, especially jumping to an even tougher conference and tougher competition in 2023-24? I can say it's a it's – a, it's a multitude of different things. Uh, I'll start off with saying this. I'd say more, most importantly, like having John Newman back, you know, being uh, like, that's like his game. That's sort of what he's known for. And like, he, he right. takes pride in that too. He's a, he's a, like a gritty nose defender. You know, we, I mean, we stick him on the opposing team's best player, like almost every game, <laughs> almost every game, maybe he be logging up. I mean, I mean, having John Newman back is definitely like a huge plus. But I also say just like the overall uh, tradition and uh, identity that Coach Miller and uh, the rest of the staff has been implementing into the program, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely helped and it's definitely progressed throughout the years. Um, my first year here, of course, you know, being him being Coach Miller being a new coach and a new staff and having to work his way into a new team, you know, it's hard sometimes getting everyone immediately on board and understanding that, you know, this is what it takes to win. But I think just through the years, he's just gotten and earned the trust of his players and, you know, just everyone participating within the, within the team. And it just goes to show that when you trust and work at the, the details, little details that we emphasize in practice, you know, it's just the results show for those coming. So, Odie, you mentioned John. I talked to you last mm-hmm. year. You opened up a little bit more about your relationship with John and how you guys are close friends on and off the court. Just talk about yeah. what this journey has been like for him and how excited you are to see him come back from that knee injury a season ago to having the success he's having. This success season. He's having this season. You know, that's my dog. That's my dog. And I'm nothing but happy for him. I'm nothing but happy for him. Uh, he's hooping. He's balling. He's doing his thing. He's a... Uh, He's also like a, he's like a, he's a leader. He's a, I'm not sure if y'all see that within, um, like on the court, but he's a leader here. He, he talks to everyone within the locker room and, uh, you know, me and him, we always crack jokes. That's why, that's also my, my, my roommate on the road. So when we travel, like that's my roommate on the road. So we're always, you know, talking and cracking jokes and just, just chopping it up. And I just have nothing but, 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 uh, I, I can't feel nothing but happy for the man. Nothing but happy for the man to bounce back from something like that, you know, thinking that, you know, that may be the end. But then you come back and this is how, you know, you leave your mark. Like, it's nothing nothing but happiness for him. And yeah. speaking of John, coming back from his injury as well, I have to ask yeah. you, obviously, you're a big energy guy yourself. Which one was better, the dunk at UCF, the poster, or the one he had Saturday versus Houston, the putback? Probably say the UCF one. That UCF one was crazy. I was like, dang, he got his young legs back. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you wouldn't even thought he had an injury. He done cooked, man. That was crazy. I think the UCF one was definitely in his in his Hall of Fame of dunks. That was crazy. That was crazy. Because Dede told, told us he had it. Uh, like, a couple guys in the locker room were kind of surprised by it and that you guys had it on loop for a little bit and was like, oh, he's back. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's back. I'm like, you know, sleep on the orders, dudes on the team and everything, but you got it, man. It didn't even look like it. Took off, punched it. It was crazy. That was crazy. So that the, was crazy. the roommate road setup. How does that work? How does the road? Let's dive into the road setup a little bit for Bearcats basketball. Do you guys like choose your roommates? How does that all work when you guys go on the road? Um, not it's um, so like at the beginning of the like before our first road game, uh, we'll have like a set roommate that we'll just be rooming with throughout the the rest of the season and everything. Okay. So I mean, it's not like it changes here and there, but me and John were roommates from our first like road trip. I'm trying to think was our first. Broken was Howard. Howard, yeah, Howard, Howard, Howard. But uh, yeah, and ever since then, you know, we we just been we, we've been roommates. I think it, it also helps uh like the staff and everyone else on the road knowing that okay, this is like you know your buddy, so you should you know have an understanding of whether or not he's handing out the room, where you know their whereabouts and whatnot. But it definitely helps. It definitely helps. What's been the most fun road game like team activity you guys have done? Have you done? Have there been any big team activities Ooh, on the road? Okay. Yeah, no, nah, we did this one activity. It was prior to the. It was parts of the season. We had this little like retreat that we did as a team in um Chicago. Yeah. And it was uh we did a, we did like some like just some funny like funny skits. It was like a real like team bonding thing, getting to know everyone, you know, getting to understand like everyone's like sense of humor, like who they are and whatnot. That was so much fun. Oh, we also played like we played dodgeball, like it was it was amazing. That was that was a fun time for sure. I'm so, fairly you know, you got anything else for Odie? The, the uh the dodgeball episode up there in Chicago. Yeah. There was a picture of you, Odie, cotton back, looking like you were throwing nothing but gas there. Was that? Is oh, that no, nothing but gas. No, nothing, but, <laughs> nothing but gas. Nothing but gas. You know, I'm, you know, they throwing the gas at me back. You know, I'm catching it, no problem. Trust me, trust me. I was out there putting in work. MVP for the first game. I remember I caught the ball, secured the dub. You know, you know how I do, man. You know how I do, man. Ain't, ain't nothing new, man. Ain't nothing new. Awesome, Odie. I got one more question for you. This is something we asked Day Day Thomas as well. Rate Wes Miller's shoe game. That's something that we talked about. We know he's got some heat. What do you think of his shoe definitely game? Has some heat. He, he nah, he definitely has a he has all sorts of heat, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna be on no no you know no no glaze or nothing, but I'll probably give him a good eight. I'll probably give him a good eight. Eight. Eight, All right, respect, I mean, respect, respect yeah. We respect it. We respect it. Yeah, give me the full What are your go-to Jordans, Odie? What are you rocking? Game? Do, you, do you change your Jordans game to game or you go with the same ones? I normally go with the same ones. I wear a pair of the, the, the low ones that we got. Um, so I, I normally wear those on game day or just like travel days in general. They're just like most comfortable to me personally. But they're not like they're not like that bulky. Uh, like I love the Jordans, but some of them can sometimes be a little bulky, like be a little heavy yeah. on your feet. But these are just, you know, nice, casual, you know. Good to awesome. Odie Oguama. Thank you so much, Odie. We appreciate the time, my man. And yes, sir. back half your guys' season, final push towards that NCAA tournament first. Good luck with everything. Yes, sir. We got it. No problem. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on, Odie. Awesome stuff with Odio Guama. He's so much fun. I love he's he's deal. What definitely you and I have been able to kind of get to know Odie over the past few years as a as unfortunately less and less common theme in college basketball as a staple of the program over multiple years. He's always a joy to have on, man. He's he's a, he's a great time. Such a positive, outgoing guy. Always yeah. always positive mindset. He's such a great guy. Such a great guy. Love having Odio Guama on, and we love talking. 
Travis Kelsey and Bearcats football over-unders. We'll get to the win total. We'll get to the big results for the most famous alum from the Cincinnati Bearcats football program in just a moment on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz continuing on here. Your host, Russ Eltman. <laughs> My co-host, Neil Meyer, as we come to you on Valley Sports Ohio, Talking Caps with Russ Heltman, the YouTube page, and the podcast platforms, all of them, too many to name without uh, taking up almost the entire show. 25-22 results in Super Bowl 58 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Some reason, for some way, Neil, the Chiefs were underdogs in this game. They were underdogs in the entirety of their playoff run outside of the opening game against the Miami Dolphins. They win all of them. They buck the trends, and Travis Kelsey helps them do it along the way. Nine catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. He tied for the most playoff touchdowns in this iteration of the playoffs over the past few weeks. He and Patrick Mahomes have the most playoff touchdowns in the postseason by any receiving duo, and he now, Neil, has his third Super Bowl ring, is fast approaching Rob Gronkowski, and Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez needs to be put in this conversation, Neil, because people so mm -hmm. often Tony Gonzalez because he didn't win a Super Bowl. But six-time six -time first-team All-Pro speaks for itself, the only player at the tight end position to ever accomplish that. Not even Travis Kelsey has done that. Those three names, Neil, feel like a part of the Mount Rushmore of greatest tight ends of all time, alongside of Kellen Winslow, uh, some other guys as well. But Travis Kelty, Kelsey has cemented himself among that group and he did it all while uh, the boo, Taylor Swift, was watching from above in the box. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a it was a rough first half for Travis, too. For those who remember, I think he only had one catch for one yard at the half. And then he finishes with, what you say, Russ, nine for 93. So that's a yeah. pretty good second half and overtime period there. And, I mean, when in doubt, Travis is there. He's going to be able to move the ball for Pat Mahomes. He's a reliable option. And he's continued to cement his options or cement his legacy as arguably the best, one of the best tight ends in NFL history. So, but while we're talking about Travis Kelsey as well, we have to give a shout out to Brian Cook, former UC Bearcat as well. Yeah. Entered the second season with the Chiefs since being drafted in the second round in the 2022, two two. <laughs> 2022 NFL draft. He is now two for two. He wasn't able to play last night in the big game due to an injury he sustained earlier in the season, but was a crucial staple point for that Chiefs secondary before the injury. So he paved the way, really was a key contributor for the early parts of the season before the injury. So have to have to include Brian Cook in that conversation as well with Travis Kelsey in terms of Bearcats getting Super Bowl rings. Right, and, and it's so huge, man. It's just seeing that logo on Kylie Kelsey's jacket on the press box, just seeing the way that – they promote UC on New Heights, their podcast, one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I think it is the biggest sports podcast on the planet right now. It's so huge for this brand. It's so huge for the University of Cincinnati football team. And finding the best way, Neil, as we kind of transition away from the Super Bowl and the impact, move to the impact of it, finding the best way to reintegrate, not reintegrate, but integrate these alums in with the current roster and the incoming rosters of 2024 and 2025 it's so massive. It's so massive. It's something that not many other Big 12 teams have at their disposal. The amount of NFL talent 
that is currently flowing through the veins of that league out of UC and it's it's colored red and black is something that the Bearcats, I'm sure, are taking advantage of. They've taken advantage of well with the too much sauce campaign for the 2024 class. Like they're start they're leaning into it and rightly so, because you should try to milk as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. out of these cash cows that could ultimately one day maybe be one of the catalysts to land that first five-star recruit in the 24-7 sport era for the football team. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Kylie Kelsey as well with the UC uh, jacket she wore last night. Obviously, that's huge for the branding. However, we got to update that jacket a little bit, get that Under Armour logo off yeah. there, throw some Nike or some Jordan logo on there, and it would be a even better uh, representation. But just seeing that on a big level of a stage like that as the Super Bowl, and for someone who was here – was not obviously she's from Philadelphia, so I don't think we would have seen her wearing a Chiefs uh, gear. But seeing her wear the Cincinnati brand, I mean, look at the time right now, Russ, with the Jordan deal, the Nike deal. The time right now for branding has skyrocketed for Cincinnati, and we talk about the campaigning for the football, the football team. We went from Natty, we went from too much sauce to the 2025 class. It's now the Natty Boys. So for the 2025 class, so what they're doing right now in terms of branding and whatnot is phenomenal for this campaign because you're seeing guys like Travis Kelsey, Brian Cook, and a couple others dominate at the best level, at the highest level, elite level in all of this sport. So what they're doing right now, they're being those catalysts for these younger players. And they're like, okay, well, if they can do it at Cincinnati, that means I can do it. They're seeing some of these talents that's come through here between Travis Kelsey, Sauce Gardner, Brian Cook, the list goes on and on. But right now, the sky's the limit with terms of branding with the Jordan deal. And you're seeing it from those two, especially the Kelseys. They have been catalysts for branding UC and representing this university on the biggest stage. So I think the, the scene is set, but it's still going to continue to climb for the University of Cincinnati. Taking a look at the win totals after this on Bear Caplets. Quick little jump in segment here, Neil. We will do a full, I'm sure, look at each and every game in the summer, the full 12 game slate, and the full number, and what we're looking at in terms of people wanting to bet or wanting to bet against the Bearcats to hit that five and a half win total that is set currently at FanDuel Sportsbook. That is tied for 11th out of the what 14 Big 12 teams or 16. There's going to be 16 Big 12 teams in the upcoming, right, Neil? Yeah. We're, we're, we're jumping so many. It's, it's firmly 16 moving forward, starting 24, right? Yep, 16 starting okay. 24 with the addition of Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, and, and Utah. Utah. Yep. So there you go. 11th out of 16 teams. They are sitting at five and a half wins alongside Baylor, Colorado, and then Arizona State, BYU, and Houston are bringing up the rear right now in terms of the uh, the currently housed uh, housed Big 12 teams going into next season. Four and a half wins, kind of the the low bar for the conference, and then the high bar for the conference, Neil, nine and a half wins out of Kansas State. It's not expected to be a hugely daunting slate of teams for Cincinnati when we look at the schedule overall. I mean, you get your first three or your first four games at home, one of them on the road at Jaeger Stadium, which, Neil, I don't know if you've ever been to Jaeger Stadium. I will be frequenting, I will be making the trip there this year. I'm going to be one of the few human beings making the trip there, at least on the uh, on the neutral side of things, because there's going to be a lot of Bearcat fans 
and not a lot of Miami fans. I anticipate that feeling like almost a home game for Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And then you welcome in Pitt as well in the non-conference schedule. But, I mean, you get Houston at home. You're at Texas Tech. That's a tough game as a team with an eight-and-a-half win total. You're at UCF. That's another tough one. But you get two projectedly solid chances to win games against Arizona State and Colorado. Another two solid chances to win games against West Virginia and a tougher chance at Iowa State. And then two tough ones to close, Neil, in uh, in Kansas State and TCU. But overall, I think it's a schedule and a win total that's right on the money. The Bearcats' top goal should be six wins this year. And if they don't hit that, it's going to mean they failed the win total and the season was a failure. So, yeah, the over-under is set for five and a half. But overall, this for many people who have followed us along, we've talked about this quite a few times. This is arguably the easiest strength to schedule in all of college football, according to many major outlet sites. So seeing that five the, and a half. In the power number, conferences. In the power yeah. conferences. Yeah. So seeing that five and a half number, I mean, that's kind of a a great number, if you ask me, because you're looking at your non-conference schedule. You have Miami, which basically will be a home game up there at Jaeger Stadium, as you mentioned, because not many football fans from Miami of Ohio are up there, and it's 40 minutes up the road. So it could be a packed house, especially after how last season went in the Miami game. Then you have Pitt coming to Nippert Stadium, and then you have the trips to Colorado and UCF are the two trips that kind of worry me on the road just because you're going into Boulder with the altitude and everything, and then UCF is always a tough road game. But then you have West Virginia, Texas Tech. West Virginia's coming here, Texas Tech. TCU had a down year last year, but they were still better than Cincinnati was. So overall, I mean, this is an easy opportunity for the Bearcats, and I think they have Townsend week one, right? Yeah. In week one, so they have an opportunity there to easily hit this over. I think if they can get six or seven wins, I think you sit in that great hands fall, coming off the season that they finished just three and nine. Should be a six win season. There's enough talent in my mind to win eight games with this schedule, but I thought it should have been a six win season last year, and I was just eye popping at the four and a half opening win total in 2023. The odds makers have those big buildings in Vegas for. A reason for Neil Meyer. I'm Russ Hubman. This has been Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. This is the second. 15 seconds left. Shot clock off. Four point game. To Julius. Puts up a three. Yeah!